Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 268. Again, dear listener, if you are astute and can hear the background, I am in my classroom once again. Yes, I have gotten into the, well, not desirable habit of recording the podcast the morning after the day that I'm talking about. Now, I don't like this because number one, it is less immediate. Number two, I'm a day behind. Number three, I'm using my um, classroom preparation time, which is in short supply this year. That being said, it is allowing me to get to bed a little bit earlier. Last night, I was in bed before 11 o'clock, which is sounds late for someone that has to get up at 5 a.m., and it is later than I really would like, but it is a good thing. So I'm going to really try to do this more in the evenings. I, I like doing it then, don't like doing it at this time, but it is what it is. So here I am. Yesterday, I did, as all days, since I've been recording this podcast, and I guess really all days in general, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm very glad you're here, whenever it is and wherever it is that you're listening, so I can share with you. Yesterday was our liturgy here at the Catholic high school that I teach at. And you might wonder, was yesterday a holy day? It was not. Rather, it was our homecoming liturgy. And um, it was a, a really nice liturgy. You know, I think sometimes the liturgies that we have, which are not holy days, so for example, that are not Immaculate Conception or a, another holy day that comes up during the school year, it's, it's a little more laid back in the sense that there's flexibility with the readings, there's flexibility with the preaching, you know, it, it is a little bit more um, general, I guess. Well, yesterday was, was really great in the sense that we had one of my favorite priests who comes. He is a Dominican who comes from uh, the nearby um, Ohio Dominican University. And um, just a very friendly, welcoming, warm, um, bright, intelligent, sharp. Um, he's an older priest, probably in his late 50s, early 60s. Um, but really loves our school and really tries to make himself accessible as much as possible to us. So he is a, a regular fixture on campus. Uh, the kids know him, and, and I think he really, um, he really enjoys being with us. And I think that really showed yesterday because his homily was very appropriate to homecoming. And he spoke about some of his own experiences in high school and some of the challenges that, that um, kids face in, in making decisions and, and also, you know, later in life that homecoming is about coming back and knowing that you have this home at, in the school uh, community. And I, I, think it was, I think it was a good message and I think it was well received um, by the students and, and faculty. And um, I, I think that part of the liturgy was, was really um, quite nice and, and quite um, on point, so to speak. But the part where I really experienced God's presence yesterday was in the ritual that we do, the, the tradition or custom, I don't know what we would call it, but it's what we do during Eucharist. 
Now, I think I talked about this a while ago, probably back in the early days of the pod, back in the, the springtime. But I wanted to talk about this again because I, I just really enjoy and I'm so grateful that our diocese and our school leadership allows this. So, so what, how it works is that um, we encourage every single student to come out of the bleachers or out of the chairs. We do have our liturgies in the gym and come forward during the time of communion. Now, of course, only the Catholic students are able to receive um, communion. So what about the 25% plus of our students who are not Catholic? Well, that's where the genius of our hospitality comes in. We allow them to come forward to one of about eight or so faculty and staff members who have volunteered for this ministry to be prayed with for a blessing. Now, basically, it's pretty simple. You can imagine the eight faculty members, we line up shoulder to shoulder, and we're in a new location that I think is a little bit more convenient for the kids to come to. And they just queue up, line up, and they step forward, and we try to say their name. If we know it or can ask it, we place their hands on their shoulders and, and just say a brief prayer asking for God's blessing upon the young man or the young woman standing there with us. And it is such a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, I can just see how much it means to the students who receive it. Um, I can see how much it means to the staff. I've heard from the staff um, who, who offer this ministry. Um, we have um, old timers, folks that have been at the school for a long time, and, and this is such a, an important thing for them. And, and we always have new teachers. There's two or three new teachers this year who are very enthusiastic about participating in this ministry. And I can just see how much it means to those praying over the students as well as the students themselves. And I just feel that so much. I mean, I, I just so love really, truly being able to see my students or students I've had especially um, and, and be able to just connect with them, commune with them, really, in this special, holy way. And also, sadly, a rare way. Um, you know, there are not parishes that I know of that do this. I imagine some of our Catholic high school colleagues in, in the diocese don't do this either. And I think, you know, what allows us to do this is the sense of community that we really strive to foster here, the sense of inclusion within our diversity. And this is far and away the most diverse Catholic high school that I've taught at. And this is the fourth one that I've taught at in my career. And I also think the fact that we have organized this ministry. Um, this is my seventh year teaching here. And um, when I first started here, this ministry was in effect, but it was it was very casual. There wasn't any sort of organization, and there were only two or three faculty members that came forward, and there really wasn't any, there wasn't any structure. And, you know, I saw the need for structure and certainly desired to participate in this. Um, the deacon who is our chaplain and also a colleague of mine in the department and who I've worked with in other ways here at the school, I volunteered. I said, hey, can, can I organize this ministry? And, and he said, yes. And, you know, that was three or four years ago now. 
And um, it has grown and developed and I think become just a positive witness for what we are striving to do regarding hospitality. Now, one final word on this is the name that I was, I think, inspired really to come up with. And it is um, Solanus Casey, blessed now Solanus Casey, is the um, patron, the, the namesake of this ministry. And I'll just keep it very brief. The story of Solanus is a fascinating one, though. Um, he was a Capuchin, a Franciscan um, priest from Detroit. And his monastery where he lived is, is still open, and, and they have a very robust outreach um, program for his cause and, and his life. And I've not visited it. Detroit's only four hours or so to the north of Columbus, where I live. But the next time I get up there, I, I really want to visit. I, I just feel a calling, a sense of uh, making that a place of pilgrimage for me. But he um, was a Capuchin. He um, was unable to pass the um, exams in seminary in part because it was taught in a foreign language that he didn't speak, but he became what was called a simplex priest where he could um, not do all the full duties of the priesthood. So they, his superiors placed him at the door and he was the porter, the greeter, if you will, for those visitors who came to the monastery. And over 40 years or so of doing that, he really became known for his hospitality and his counsel. People would literally line up just to, to meet him and visit him. And he was known for healing and um, just, you know, wonderful gifts and fruits of the Spirit in an unlikely place, perhaps, at the door. But what better place to greet and to meet and to, as Pope Francis puts it, encounter our neighbor. So... I am grateful for this ministry and ask you in conclusion, dear listener, where do you show hospitality? What organizations or groups or communities are you engaged with that show the hospitality that is at the heart of our Christian faith? Where do you welcome the other, the stranger, the refugee, the migrant, the hopeless, the least, the lost, the lonely, or the left out? Where do you say, welcome, you're at home here? As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.